Hey folks, Hi, this is your host, welcome to, welcome back welcome to, to today's episode of Master Your Being. I hope you are doing well about and how to master your thoughts, feelings, week. and behavior by sharing my own journey of self-mastery with you and along the way. Has been a Be sure lot to going follow on. me on social media but I wanted to see what I'm up to. Talk you can to find you me on Facebook, TikTok, uh, today. and Mastodon by searching for Della Rem. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. There are lots of phrases and sayings in spiritual circles that we uh, we repeat on a regular basis, like leave people where they are and get out of your own way and things like that and stop defending yourself and stuff like that. But what do all those things actually like mean? How do you put them into a practical, useful purpose? Like does not defending yourself mean you need to be a doormat? Does leaving people where they are mean you abandon them? Does getting out of your own way mean, what does that mean? How do you, how do you do that? Does that mean you have to heal absolutely everything? What, what does that, what does all of that mean? So let's talk about getting out of your own way. So here's, here's the thing with my journey the last while is I've been sort of learning all of these, all of these phrases, all of these sayings have come into play in my life lately. So I had to learn how to stop defending myself. See, I was one of the most defensive people on the planet. Because when people would criticize me or say things, I was instantly defending myself and defending my choices or defending what I was doing or defending anything. I was just literally always on defense. I was playing that defense mode quickly, right? And I had a hot temper, so I had a hot button and I was... I was very, it was very much a problem. It was problematic. Now, the thing is that defensiveness actually was getting in my way. Because the defensiveness was me defending the problem. And so it was keeping me from being able to have reasonably healthy relationships with people. It was keeping me in the problem. And I was then getting in my own way, right? So all of these kind of work together. It's very interesting how this has played out in my life. So the minute I stopped being a train wreck and stopped defending myself so much, allowed people to have their opinions and viewpoints, didn't necessarily take them on. When people offered me pain, I wouldn't react to that and I wouldn't defend what I was doing. But I would instead look for what they needed. What were they actually worried about? And I would address the worry instead of focusing on defending my position. What is the actual concern that they have? And then deal with that instead of get into defense mode. So what that allowed, what that's allowed is conversations that don't end up in massive blowout fights. And by being able to have those conversations and not have them end up in arguments every single solitary time, which they always did, by doing that, I've been able to begin to repair relationships. I've been able to begin to fix things so that I'm out of my own way. 
and things are starting to now come and come to fruition. Things are starting to happen. So intuitively, one of the things that I got that I didn't totally believe at first when it came in intuitively. And it's it's taken me a while to kind of get to a place where I understood exactly what they meant. I was given the idea that most of the problems in my life would actually be resolved by other people, that it wouldn't be me fixing the problems necessarily. But the thing I had to be able to do in order for that to happen was have conversations with people that didn't result in fights, didn't result in blowouts, didn't result in people walking away or dropping things or not doing things. I had to be able to manage myself within the experience and not try to control the experience. That's exactly what's been happening. Things have been getting created I've been busy manifesting things that are solving problems that I was actually trying to solve for myself. I don't need to anymore. Those things have been taken away from me. The problems resolve themselves. Things have been created that have resolved those things. Not me, not as a result of me saying, hey, help me. I never said a word, but things are just happening anyway. It's fascinating. Like, it's absolutely fascinating what's been going on for me the last while and what's going to continue to happen as we move forward. It's fascinating to me how this is playing out right now. Now, what's interesting is where my mind went. And this is why it's important to have control over your thinking, because when you go down these rabbit holes, you get into trouble, right? So immediately, some of the goals that I'd had for things that I wanted to solve or fix or create in my own life were things that I wanted to, quote unquote, do myself, like a toddler, right? I'm going to put this shirt on myself, like I want to do it myself. It doesn't matter if it's inside out, backwards, but I want to do it myself, right? And that has been my attitude, because I'm a very defensive, independent person. I'm a very independent person. And so my attitude has been, I want to do it myself. I don't want other people doing it for me. I don't want it handed to me by other people. I actually want to do it myself. But no, things are being handed to me instead. They're being offered to me and given to me. And I don't have to do anything. But that created a mind game in my head because immediately my mind went into pain. Like I didn't want it to work out that way. I didn't want that to happen that way. I wanted to be able to do it myself. And it was some sense of loss in having the things given to me. And this is why controlling your thinking is important because when you go down that rabbit hole, And things get handed to you and you're like, but that was one of my goals. I wanted to do that for myself. And you can't. Now you find yourself in pain. But the pain is the result of the wonky perception. Not reality. 
Reality offered you a thing. Reality fixed a problem for you. Reality was good. But your perception of it is that, well, I didn't get to do it myself. And that creates a sense of disappointment and pain. But what I had to remember and realize and, and, and talk to myself about was the idea that there were other goals that I could go after. There were other goals that I had that were sort of the next steps past fixing problems that were mine, that probably weren't going to get, that aren't going to get handed to me, that I'm actually going to have to go get. That while I'm not responsible for this first step, I will get to be responsible for the next ones. And that matters. That's important. That perception is critical, right? When you're independent like I am, and somebody hands it to you and says, well, you don't have to deal with it now. Here you go. Here's the thing. That feeling of, I didn't get to do it myself, shows up quick. Just like a toddler, right? They don't care that that shirt's on backwards, right? It doesn't, inside out, it doesn't matter. They got it on, right? And they don't want you to fix it. They don't want you to take it off of them and put it on right, right? They don't want that because they did it themselves, And I was very much, very much the same way, right? And some of that is me defending myself. There's still a hook there with the defensiveness that comes into play, right? If I do it myself, then I don't have to defend anything, right? It's me doing it on my own. I don't have to worry about what other people are thinking. So I've had to learn that that's not a thing anyway, that I can be okay, that I can let other people help, and that that's all right. It's a very fascinating journey that I've been on for the last little while, and it's continuing. There's more things and more things and more things. Things are showing up like it's wild. But it's It's requiring me to, number one, manage my thinking and my perception of what's actually happening. And number two, to be able to manage myself in the experience. So I got to get through these conversations semi-smoothly, right? Like I can't be a train wreck. And number three, it's showing me how defensive I am because every little thing that pops up along the way, even if I don't project that in conversation with other people, will cause me later to move into defense mode and how could, how this can go wrong and all the problems and blah, 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 blah. It's, it, it becomes a thing and I really have to work at, okay, I don't need to do that. Chill. You're, you're, the stuff is meant to be and it's fine and just let it happen. Nope, I'm in defense mode constantly solving problems that don't exist. <laughs> and if you're the type that does that like me, I get it. I totally, totally, totally get it. And it's about managing your thinking and recognizing the story and questioning the story you're telling yourself, right? 
and it's constant progress. Like it, it's not, it doesn't happen overnight. It's, it's constant progress working towards, I don't need to do this stuff. I don't need to, I can just allow things to happen and come in and I can chill and it doesn't have to be a big deal, but it really requires training yourself to be able to do it. And that's a whole other thing, right? So you have to put yourself in the scenario and then try to manage yourself within that experience enough that you're not freaking out the whole time, <laughs> right? So we're working on acceptance, right? And that's hard. It's hard. It's difficult, right? That's not easy. But everything that I've done has been sort of a two or three step process, right? The first step is, is sort of the mind and the emotion. And then the second step is managing my behavior. So doing the thing in the outside world, and I'm, I'm really focused on how I show up in the world right now. That's a really big part of my, of my experience at the moment, is how I show up in the world in relation to other people, right? So me leaving people where they are means I'm not asking anybody to change. I'm changing how I respond to people. And depending on the situation and the person, I may even actively point it out, even though it risks kind of bragging a little bit, I may even actively point it out, right? Because I'm aware, of course, that most people don't really pay that much attention to their experience. And so that if I don't point it out, most people probably won't even notice, right? So I actively point it out, hey, look, it's different, right? And I, I risk bragging a little bit and I'm okay with that because what it does when I point it out is I'm not asking anybody to change, but the recognition gives them the opportunity to change if they choose to do it, right? It puts it in front of them and whether they choose to acknowledge it or not is irrelevant. What they do with it is up to them. I'm not going to make anybody do anything, but it allows for the opportunity for them to change. And I have gotten change out of it, right? I have gotten change. I got change out of my brother <laughs> on the weekend, right? Like I, I actively got change because I risked bragging to point out that this is a conversation that we would have had in the past where I would have been a complete nightmare and you would have needed battle armor to have this conversation with me and it would not have gone well, right? But none of that is happening right now. And I took the I took the opportunity to point that out. That you didn't need that you didn't need battle armor. There was nothing going on, that I was managing myself and that we were okay. And this was a, a you know a civil conversation. And it resulted in a reconnection between my brother and I and some apologies and some other things. And that was really cool. Right? So it's possible to change the behavior, but what you can't do is expect other people to shift. And that's the part where you leave people where they are. I change myself within the relationship and then I wait for people to catch up and they may or may not catch up. But that's up to them and we leave them where they are. And then we just get okay with what they're doing and how they are and who they are. Then you just get okay with this is the way they're going to be. You let people be there. We just accept that, right? And your need to say, but I need to defend myself is what gets you into trouble. I can't let them treat me like that. Get your ego out of there. Right? Get your ego out of the way. 
You're not letting anybody do anything. Except be who they are and be where they are in their process. And you can't make people be somewhere else. They are what they are. And if their behavior or their treatment of you is that poor, then your choice is to leave the relationship. But when you do that, you do that not from a place of pain. Not from pain. You don't do that as a defending yourself mechanism. You don't do it that way. You do it from a place of accepting that you've changed your behavior You're no longer, as I like to say, throwing those snowballs around, right? Pain, I just call that a snowball fight. We toss pain around. I call those snowballs, right? You're no longer picking up the snowballs and tossing them back. This other person isn't budging, right? And you've given them time, right? Months, years, you've given them time. Okay, so you've not been impatient about it. You've given them a long period of time to shift that behavior or change how they show up. And so far, they're not doing it. You're not making them. You're not demanding anything. You're not telling them how to be in the world. You're not defending yourself, right? You're not tossing the pain back in any way, shape, or form. Right? And then when you do that, After time, after a period of months or years, if nothing changes, then you can make the choice to leave the relationship. And it's no longer from pain. You're just recognizing that this person is unwilling to change. You've done the best you can. This person is stuck. That's okay by you. They're fine. They're stuck. That's cool. But you're not willing to put up with, you know, you're not willing to give them any more time to do the shift, to make the change. So you walk away from the relationship. That becomes a valid choice, right? But it's not done from pain. It's done from recognition that this other person is unable to move from where they are, right? And you've done everything in your power to create a platform that is safe for them to make that shift. Because the thing with defending yourself is you don't give them a stable platform to shift on, right? Because you're constantly defending yourself, so you're constantly changing the platform. You're constantly pulling the rug out from underneath them. You're not creating a safe space. When you're on defense mode and you're throwing snowballs out back at them, that's not safe for them. And they won't change until you make it safe for them to do so. And the way you make it safe for them to do so is to stop throwing the snowballs back. It's to stop defending yourself. You don't demand they change. You change within that and then you watch what happens and you wait and see and you give them months. You give them years. You give them time to make that change. You don't be impatient. You don't be demanding. And then eventually they move on their own. Hopefully. That's the idea. Some people can do it faster. My brother was able to do it really quickly. But not everybody can. Right? My parents aren't going to move that fast, right? If at all, right? 
but I still managed to not have a blow up with them. And the reality is, is I don't expect them to change. I, I don't have that expectation. I'm going to continue to show up differently in the relationship because that's what I'm going to do. But no, I don't expect my 82 year old mother to change, <laughs> right? But I'm not going to abandon the relationship because of that. I'm just going to let her be what she is at this point, right? And I have no expectation of her to change. But the flip side is, is I'm going to stop defending myself from the pain that she tosses around because it's hers and I don't need to take that on. And I'm just going to change my response to her. And that may not shift the relationship at all, or it may shift it completely, right? But I don't have expectations of her. So it allows me to stay in the relationship anyway. Even though she's going to toss pain at me because she does all the time, I'm better able to manage that. Right? And the same is true with my father. Right? He's probably not going to change a whole bunch. I'm okay with that. I'm simply going to accept that I can change and that I don't have to have expectations of them to do anything differently. Right? And that's important because now it allows me to stay in the relationship without the dysfunction. Whether they offer dysfunction or not is entirely up to them, but I don't have to anymore. And that matters. That's a super, super, super important thing. Really important thing. Okay? That's how you leave people where they are. You just accept that they don't have to change. And you get okay. And you drop those expectations. You recognize that they're tossing pain. And you're just like, okay, toss pain. You're not going to pick up the snowballs and you're not going to throw them back. You have no need to defend yourself. It's your ego that wants to defend yourself and then demand people treat you a certain way. Well, guess what? People can only treat you how they feel. They can only treat you from where they are. They don't have that. So what do you do? What do people do? Well, they go find people with the same wounds they have. They go find people... They go find people that toss pain they can manage, right? They go find people that toss pain that don't trigger them. That's what you do, right? <laughs> Why? Because the ego wants to get in there. The ego thinks it needs to defend itself. And it really, really, really doesn't. Right? You can ignore the insults. You can ignore your perception of pain. You can ignore that stuff. You don't need to do anything about it. This is what leaving people where they are means. Does it mean you have to be a Norbat? No, you don't have to change your mind. You don't have to do anything differently that way in terms of changing your mind or right, giving in all the time or anything like that. You don't have to do that. That's not what that means. Not defending yourself just means that you stick to your choice. You stay there and you don't be a jerk about it. I made a choice because you told me I could. Cool. And I'm going to stay here. And we can talk about all the concerns you, that you have around that choice, but I'm going to stay here. 
This is my choice. And I'll address the concerns, not your need for me to change it. Do you see the difference? Right? It's that. Pick on the underlying concern. What's the worry about the choice that you made, right? So you want to go skydiving. The person tries to stop you. <laughs> okay? They want you to change your mind because they're not comfortable with you going skydiving. So instead of getting going down the rabbit hole of talking about not, you not skydiving, instead address the underlying concerns that they're bringing up. They're bringing them up in a frame that is, I don't want you to do this thing. But what's the actual concern? Right? What if you die? Right? What, the actual, what if the parachute doesn't open? And then you can talk about the safety checks and all the things that you do to make sure that those things don't happen, right? So then you start to have a different conversation because what you're doing is instead of defending the choice and or arguing with the person, what you're doing is then addressing the underlying concerns that are causing them to say, you shouldn't do this thing. And when you address the underlying concern, instead of trying to defend your choice, you change the conversation. It creates a different relationship with that person immediately. It makes that conversation easier to manage. And that's really cool. It's a very, very different way of coming at the same problem. Right? But it means you have to have some self-awareness. You have to be aware of yourself in the experience. You can't go down the rabbit hole of defending the problem. You have to recognize that people are offering you pain. And then you have to figure out what the underlying concern is and address that. And stay out of the conversation of you changing your mind. And if you can do that, then you'll be successful in these scenarios, just as I have been lately. Right? And to be able to do that, I had nine years of healing to go through first. Because there was no way in heaven I was going to be able to do any of it until I did a bunch of work on myself to be able to be okay enough that I could drop the guard. That's the fun part, because sometimes getting out of your own way requires you to do a whole bunch of healing first. And then, right? Behavior came last, right? Behavior absolutely came last. How I show up in the world became last, right? And, and, and I've made massive shifts in how I show up in the world in the last, like, couple of months. And it's been the sort of dead last thing that I've done. Everything else was mental and emotional. Everything else was, was me within myself at the beginning, right? Until I got to a place where I could finally shift the behavior and be able to manage what was going on within myself at the same time. You get there. It takes time, but you can do that, All right? I'm going to leave it there. I hope that was helpful today, guys.
If you enjoyed this, don't forget to like, subscribe, share with your friends if you think it help, it's helpful. It definitely helps me out and I appreciate it very, very much. I will be back next week. We will do this again. Have a great week, everybody. This is Deli Ren with Master Your Being. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.
Thank you so much for listening to Master Your Being with me, your host, Della Ren. You can subscribe to my podcast and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Don't forget to catch me on my next episode. I'll see you soon.